0: Okay. <laughs> Good morning, Bucknutters! It is Tuesday, May third, twenty twenty-two. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning Five and Change. Dwayne Long is here, and we are broadcasting live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. If you're on any of these, please subscribe, please like, please join on. That make thing, that makes things much better for us with our bosses. We're going to answer all your questions today, so keep them fired up in the comments section. Dwayne and I have a bunch to go over first. Dwayne, it is warm, but
1: it is rainy. It's Columbus. It's it's our our reality, Dan. You have to deal with it, too.
0: I was up in the rain taking my kid to practice this morning. It was not enjoyable, but what was enjoyable was the NFL draft. Next year's draft could be even more enjoyable. We'll talk about that. But first, let's get to some recruiting information that is hot and heavy, courtesy of the dean, Bill Kurlich. A name we haven't discussed quite as much recently. Bill has now flipped a crystal ball for John Walker from Kissimmee, Florida, a big old defensive tackle. Down to four schools, it looks like. Central Florida, actually the local school is making a nice run at him. Alabama has offered. There's some others in there. Michigan. Your thoughts on John Walker. Kind of an, I don't say it's an upset to bring him into the mix, but hasn't been one of the main names we've discussed, but does definitely have the size and pedigree to be a guy in the middle.
1: Oh, yeah, he's a, he's a big kid, and uh, he plays like a defensive tackle. He he understands. He's not trying to uh, be a defensive end. He's he's a big square kid. Uh, you know, ha- having size in the middle of the line it really helps. Having a big kid uh, plays plays very aggressively. Uh, has that motor that you absolutely must have defensive lineman more than any other uh, players on the field I think have to show that motor that they just they're going to go and go and go Uh, so there's a lot to like about him Uh, so uh, glad to hear about it I want to take some time and break down his tape uh, further I don't know if I remember him having a junior tape up that may be only a sophomore tape that I've seen Uh, I'm not sure about that. Don't hold me to that. But I want to take another look at it and break it down a little bit further now that we're uh, absolutely sure about where we are with him.
0: Staying on the recruiting track, let's talk running back. We know we have Mark Fletcher in the fold. We know Cedric Baxter will not be in the fold. We know Richard Young is a prime target out of Lehigh Acres in Florida. But another big-time target, and Bill brought us this information or redoubled it yesterday, is Justice Haynes, son of Veron Haynes, who played for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Georgia resident. He is going to be visiting in the weekend of June 24th to the 26th. I'm reading here. He has official visits scheduled to Georgia, USC, and Alabama, but will visit Ohio State last. Here is what is really interesting about Justice Haynes that I don't think I've ever heard before and that most guys, when you hear, are professional baseball prospects that are quarterbacks. Excuse me, that are pitchers are usually quarterbacks. Justice Haynes is left-handed and throws a 94-mile-per-hour fastball. Now, that's very rare to be a left-handed pitcher, and my guess is he's the best athlete playing pitcher in the United States. Your thoughts on... Justice Haynes as a prospect and the idea that he could be
1: a major league prospect as well. Oh, I love this. Here's here's the thing. We got four bell cow backs in this class. You don't see four bell, bell cow backs. You get one or two, that's good. Three is great. I can't remember last time I seen four. Well, he's one of them. Richard Young is one, Cedric Baxter's one, and just for uh, someone's going to be interested, the fourth would be Reuben Owens, who is at the top of the composite now number Texas. one. Yeah. Uh, those four guys, I can't remember the last time I seen four uh, um, bell cow backs. We've seen none more often than we've seen four. So this is great news. We're still in it for Richard Young. Don't like Wilt Fong throwing up a crystal ball for him. Uh, the only only guy I have more faith in is Bill, uh, the Dean. But this is huge. And Fong's
0: like Steve's crystal ball for Young went to Alabama.
1: Yeah, so I, I I should have made that clear. So that that is uh, I, we still are in it for him. He hadn't made a commitment yet. People are like, okay, the crystal ball. Well, we're in trouble. Well probably not where we were a month ago but uh we're still in it until he commits <clears throat> we're not going to worry about it we'll still we'll stay on him but getting justice haynes in here that's the fourth guy and you know and then we've got um we've got fletcher in dan and that kid i'm telling you he's in the composite i think he's seventh or eighth uh, and uh, two four seven has him. The other, either th- those two, right right in there. I got him, in maybe number five. Mm-hmm. So we got a big time back coming in here. That kid's a, he's a great runner. Uh, but you know, trying to get one of those those four that would just uh, put the icing on the cake. And Haynes is is uh, just getting him last. That's huge. So often you you watch um, a a recruitment and it comes down to who that player put in for his last visit. That's going to be the one he's freshest on. Uh, So uh, you get excited about that because landing him would be huge.
0: He does have another option, though. Keep this in mind. A left-handed pitcher who throws 94 that runs a 4-4 sub-4-4. I'm not sure how many of those exist. He may be the only person in the United States with that athletic profile that can pitch like that. So he's going to have a chance to be a millionaire day one. So I imagine NIL may pop up in this one. We will see. NIL will definitely pop up when it comes to discussing wide receiver recruiting. We're going to talk more about the NFL draft after the break. But Ohio State did very little to damage its reputation as wide receiver U. Apparently, others are paying attention. We've told you all about Carnell Tate from Florida and Brandon Ennis from Florida. Ennis told us yesterday he was planning on visiting for th- during over Thanksgiving. He's moved it up to June 17th. That's a major move forward. Uh, it's to get his dad on campus with him. As you guys well know, you usually need a parent visit to kind of check that one box at the end. Brandon Ennis is a very, very good receiver. Your thoughts on the quest for
1: Mister Ennis? Oh, uh, it's it's very important to keep this thing going. Uh, Tate is my number one, and Ennis is my number two. In the in the uh, wide receivers in the country this year, you know, we, obviously we want both of those guys. Um, and Ennis moving it up, as you said, that's important. And bringing a parent. That is a check the box. The parent signing off is usually a really good sign that uh, that player, just him bringing his dad says that he's serious about this. He's not going to be dragging his dad all over the country to everywhere he wants to visit. Having a parent there is huge. And that he's moved it up says he may be tiring of the process. He's going to put his... Favorite schools at the top of the list. Take those visits sooner and be ready to commit before the season and have it have uh, recruiting over with. It's just something to get excited about, Buckeye Nation. But this kid, he is special.
0: He's a big-time receiver. I mean, obviously, Ohio State is going to be – they're almost to the point now where they're selecting, not recruiting receivers, um, and that's a fantastic thing. We are going to take a quick break now. So those of you who are listening to the podcast want to take a quick break. For those of you watching, you miss nothing. All right, we are back. We're going to talk some NFL draft. Obviously, the past draft was tremendous. Seeing Garrett Wilson go number 10, Chris Olave 11, Jameson Williams 12 was kind of a cool run and did nothing, as I said earlier, to damage Brian Hartline's legendary status. I do think next year's draft is going to be a lot more interesting for this reason. If you take the top of this year's draft, no quarterbacks, and it wasn't really star-studded, Dwayne. There were some really good players in it, but I think us draft geeks know the strength of the draft was like rounds three through five. That's not going to be be the case this year. I'm just going to read you some names. I think you could make an argument that all of these guys would have been top 10 picks. Think about this. Just at quarterback, C.J. Stroud, our very own. uh, Dane Dane Brugler told you this last week. And Anybody who checks out a mock draft, for the most part, he is projected to go number one. He is the Vegas favorite to go number one. Yes, Aiden Hutchinson and Trevon Walker were nice prospects this year. You can disagree with this, Dwayne. I don't think either one is Will Anderson from Alabama. Bryce Young, the quarterback from Alabama. Let's move to defensive back. You've got Keely Ringo out of Georgia. Brian Brzee, a defensive tackle out of Clemson. Jalen Carter, a defensive tackle out of uh, Georgia. Bijan Robinson would have been the top running back in this draft. Uh, Miles Murphy, a defensive end from Clemson. Uh, Michael Meyer, the tight end from Notre Dame would have been the top tight end in this class. And then think about this, people. I have seen a mock draft that has C.J. Stroud at number one, Jackson Smith-Najigba at number five, and Paris Johnson Jr. at number 11. Paris Johnson Jr. is actually fifth or sixth in odds to go number one in the draft. Dwayne, what are your expectations for next year's draft? And... I imagine it's going to be a, a very strong PR
1: campaign for your Buckeyes. Absolutely, it's going to be because I had Stroud uh, number one uh, since the Heisman ceremony. They had him on uh, just standing side by side, he and Bryce Young, and um, the, the difference in size was pretty surprising. Uh, C.J. Stroud looks like a g- legitimate, you know, uh, NFL-sized quarterback, and Young just doesn't. He's a smaller guy. He's a shorter guy. He's a player. He's going to go uh, probably top five, but uh, I think C.J. Stroud is clearly uh, the pick. Now, as far as this year versus uh, next year, uh, those names you mentioned, absolutely, they're going in front of everybody. This was, we've talked about what a poor quarterback draft it was it was a poor draft in general i mean after about the third round you know i was starting to lose interest i'm like who's this guy who's that guy just a bunch of guys that you didn't really know it was a poor it's just a poor class overall next year's going to be a whole lot more interesting uh, a lot more buckeyes you know right there at the top i absolutely believe cj stroud is, is the leader in the clubhouse for the number one pick. Uh, so it's going to be a lot more fun next year.
0: It also helps that Ohio State arguably has, if you look at it, they're going to have the top quarterback picked. They may have the top wide receiver picked. They may have the top tackle picked. And that is just incredible for recruiting. We're going to take some questions here, and here's when I expected to come, and we will hammer it. Jordan Addison, leaving the University of Pittsburgh for more money. Do you think Ohio State players could possibly leave for better free agent deals? Let's address this situation here. Jordan Addison. Those who do not have Jackson Smith and the Jigba as the number one returning wide receiver in college football, they have Jordan Addison there. I believe he won the Bolitnikoff last year and threw up some crazy numbers, catching the ball from tickets First name escapes me here. The one quarterback who was picked in the first round, number 20. He has announced he's into the portal, and then it was a bidding war between USC and Texas. I have not checked. I believe that's going to be answered today. And then the question, really, from Andre Martin is, could you see this happening at Ohio State? Anything is possible. Uh, When you start to talk about money, anything is possible. But I I would be really surprised. If Ohio State loses a guy to a competitor for a similar opportunity here, meaning someone like Jackson Smith Najiba, for example, going back to Texas for millions of dollars. I just don't see that happening. Dwayne, am I being naive? Uh no,
1: I don't think I don't think you are. I think that we are getting too caught up in the money issue. Um you know, I, I have come around to believe that, you know, it is it is going to be a thing. we got to, we got to deal with that. Right now, NIL and the transfer portal are just the wild, wild west. You, they're going to have to tweak these things. It's not working the way it is. It's just freewheeling and all kinds of things are going on that you, know, you don't want. Uh, college uh, coaches are complaining about it right now. They're saying, look, uh, we're getting in bidding mores over players. Uh, It's it's this is not good. What's going on? So uh, I think that, you know, they're going to try to tweak it, at least try to whether they can or not. It's it's this is a free market country. Uh, How how they're going to regulate it, I don't know. It does need regulating. There's no doubt about it. Just letting the schools throw out whatever they want to players. This is this is not good. Uh, nobody can tell me it's it's a good thing for college football. Uh, so uh, we'll see what's going to happen. But I think, really, players are going to go. They're still thinking about the NFL. That is their primary focus is on the NFL. I don't think that this is going to stop being wide receiver university. I don't think this is going to stop being cornerback university because in the end, it's about, about going to the NFL and making really big money, both those things. So, uh, you know, I think we're going to still uh, get the get the kids that uh, that make the difference. The five star kids are still going to be looking this way.
0: I completely agree with that. Um, I think I might have a little bit of a different opinion on the NIL and the money. In general, but. Just put this into context, Denzel Ward. Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa, Andrew Norwell, Ezekiel Elliott, Michael Thomas. These are guys just off the top of my head. Made a fortune in the NFL. Way more than you can make in college. Not even close. Those guys have made generational wealth. And when you go to college, you go to college to see what you can do for a living. That's the goal. There are people like Mr. Bucknuts who only see Ohio state players as what they do here and then don't pay attention. But when you go to recruit an Ohio state level kid, you better be telling him. I mean, now it's the NIL, but you better be telling him how you're going to get into the NFL to make some real money. That's what he deserves to hear. So I don't think that's changed at all. And my feeling on the NIL, and as far as everyone getting all this money, here's what I'll say. The money is obviously there. These uh, companies and uh, foundations are not going bankrupt giving these kids money. So, I'm not sure how it's going to work out. Like you said, I guess it needs to be regulated. I don't think this is going to have a negative effect on Ohio State, which is really my number one goal. Then my goal is college football in general. But I think a little bit of it is overrated right now just because it's so spectacular to watch. But I don't think fans really care how much the guys get. Um, like I said, if this money is being doled out now, it didn't come out of nowhere. These people have always had the money, these, these boosters and these donors, man, they are loaded. And so if some of the money has to go to the kids. I don't have as big a problem with it as the other people. I guess it's shady behind closed doors. Um, I can't believe it's more shady than some of the stuff I heard when it was no NIL. So. We will see and we will keep an eye on it. It certainly provided more content for us and it's been very interesting. Dwayne, Manny Ja, who I believe was in Portugal, which is fantastic. Why do you think Haskell Garrett went undrafted?
1: I right, we've been talking about this on the message boards. We don't know how he fell that far to not even be drafted. That was that's just I don't know. I have no explanation for that. Um, here's the one thing that I would throw out there. We don't know the medical. Uh, we've got uh, we've got a coach that guards guards medical information like uh, our, our country, uh, guards Fort Knox. He, he just... <laughs> We're not getting information about about uh, how players are doing it. as far as the injuries are concerned. It doesn't happen right in front of us on the field. We've got no idea. That's the only thing I can uh, think. I cannot believe that he didn't do well in interviews. That he did so bad that he fell out of the uh, out of the equation. He's got size. He's had he's had an impact when he was here. I don't know. I, I cannot explain that.
0: Jack edits, and a couple others, what is our situation on Carnell Tate? They're in the mix. He is going to take all of his visits. Um, I remain confident, let's just say, that they'll get him. Tate is one of those guys who kind of is a good example of what we were discussing. I mean, he has commented that he's not actually being offered three million dollars, as has been reported elsewhere, but he is a guy that's gonna to have to decide how much he wants in NIL money up front. If Ohio State isn't presenting him that big of an opportunity, hypothetically you could see a school like Tennessee writing a much bigger check. But if Carnell Tate wants to make, you know, generational wealth and wants to go to uh, Ohio State University or well, I call wide receiver U, I think we know where he'll end up. But one to watch for sure. Whatever rules put in place will be bent by those that don't care. So you'll continue to wonder who plays by the rules and who doesn't. I think I would agree with that. Sue wants to know about Richard Young. He's taking his visits. He's scheduled his one to Ohio State for June. He will be here. We are going to need to make a serious impression on him. It is not good, as Dwayne mentioned earlier, that Steve Wolfong has crystal balled him to Alabama. Let's see here. Any more questions? Justice Haynes. We discussed him earlier in the show. He's visiting June 24th to the 26th. He's an interesting cat, and then he's a running back who was also a left handed pitcher that throws ninety four miles per hour, and his dad was an NFL player. So they're gonna make their own decisions, that is for sure. Right, Dwayne. Last question for you. Let's see if we can find one here. Why are we recruiting Western Pennsylvania more? Rodney Gallagher, one of the best receivers in the country right now, right around the Pittsburgh area. Dwayne, you want to take that one? I've not heard of Rodney Gallagher, but it's not very easy to be recruited at Ohio State as a receiver right now. Bryson Rogers was considered underrated.
1: Then we looked at him and we thought he was a five star. Your thoughts? Well, I I would uh, echo what you're saying there. We you know we are Ohio State. Uh, we pretty much are selecting receivers now. We're letting guys that uh, want to come to Ohio State. We're picking and choosing. Uh, I'm not familiar with this with this athlete. Uh, take a look at him after uh, after we get off the air and offer an opinion. Uh, this uh, Dijon Johnson, who we got what last week was he committed last week? I think that kid. I looked at his film and I said, why is he ranked so low? He was like number 29. This kid's easily a top 10 cornerback. So maybe he's just getting overlooked. I'll I'll take a look at him and uh, I'll put some comment in the, uh, uh, in the podcast uh, thread about what I think about him.
0: i tell you what um, we're to the point, especially at receiver where you should just take uh, faith in Brian Hartline. As much as I like the fact that people look at our rankings and take them as gospel, Brian Hartline does not. And and you know, when Mark Porter looked at Bryson Rogers, who's a three-star, he called me immediately and said, well, this guy is a five-star guaranteed. That shouldn't surprise you if Brian Hartline was the guy who made the call. I would trust Brian Hartline's eye over virtually anybody at this point. The kicker situation is interesting. One of them will be out and Parker Lewis is in. So um, keep it locked in here for that. Very interesting situation with Noah Ruggles. Dave Biddle has been all over that. So we will have more on that later today. Rayola update. This is Dylan Rayola, the quarterback, number one in 2024. I don't think anything's really changed. There's some people who believe he's a silent commitment. I'm not sure I'd go that far. But I will say that um, I'm very confident that Dylan Rayola ends up as a Buckeye. Jack edits, bringing the noise, Dwayne. Brandon Ennis was just crystal balled to Ohio State. So there's your live coverage, people. I'm not sure who did the crystal balling, but we can only hope it was Bill Curlick or Steve Waltfall. We will go check that out. We appreciate Dwayne stopping by. We appreciate all you guys being here. Once again, give us a like, give us a subscribe, give us whatever you need to help us with our bosses so we can bring you more award-winning content. Have a good one, Buck Hunters.